it's ghosticles time. Not a lot of things rhyme with ghosticles. Really, just testicles. Ghostus. But it doesn't have anything to do with testicles. And testicles, ghosticles, kind of a soft rhyme. It's an end rhyme. It's a soft. Uh, uh, I didn't see what ah, I did there. It's um, it's a gentle cupping of the rhyme. <laughs> I think is what we're It's at. a coin purse rhyme. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy, oh, what is it today? The 15th. Yeah, 15th of October. We're halfway through. Oh, God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot going on is. this month. A lot going on this month. We do, both of us. Uh, yeah. But more importantly, we have some announcements we'll be making probably next week. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned to both of our, our Twitters and TikToks. Um, <laughs> we'll definitely be uh, announcing our Halloween extravaganza as well as a dang and rapa extravaganza so we're excited about both of those things Uh, so stay tuned we'll get into that but today we have stories we have submissions from our lovely listeners shall i several different kinds but a lot of funeral ones i'm excited about that's good (laughs) that's good all right the first one comes from elizabeth hello jamie and michael Hello, Elizabeth. This particular story holds a special place in my heart considering it is about my dad. I couldn't help but want to tell you the adventures he faced as a paramedic and the creepiness that we faced together. I'm all in. Um, <laughs> my father my father was a, param- a paramedic slash firefighter in the town of Lawton, Oklahoma. Oh, I in the, early, in the early 90s. I know Lawton, uh, as do you. I definitely uh, know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Yeah, in one creepy occasion, my father and his partner were at a gas station grabbing a snack while refueling. They had a dead body in the back of the ambulance, and his partner decided to chill in the cab to make sure nothing happened to it. Smart. All of a sudden, <laughs> the, the upper half of the corpse slowly started to sit up and released a giant scream and flopped back down onto the gurney. Oh, That's probably not at all disturbing or terrifying oh, or nightmare inducing. Oh, Jesus. Because in my, in my movie, it's like, it's not a horror movie scream. It's like, I'm going to turn myself down a little bit so I can do this. It's like the body just kind of lurches up and it's like, ha! Ah! And then... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Um, (laughs) um, This scared my dad's partner and caused him to run out of the vehicle. Well, fuck yeah. Um, He told my dad, and my dad told him that it was excess gas escaping the corpse. That's what I always tell people. Yeah. It's just excess excess gas. excess gas. (laughs) I mean, in my case, it usually is. Yeah. Um, My... I just, I'm having a, a great time picturing all that. Uh, mm-hmm. My father was also the only one who believes me whenever I tell him that something paranormal happened to me. We lived in San Antonio in 2012. I was 18 at the time uh, with his cousin uh, due to my brother being in basic training at Lackland Air Force Base. And my father wanted to be there for him. One night I was laying on the floor in the computer room slash my bedroom when I heard heavy breathing coming from outside the door, which I had assumed was my cousin's nephew. The only problem was I also heard his snoring since he was sleeping on the couch just a few feet away. Dun, dun, dum. Uh, the breathing sounded like it was coming closer and I felt footsteps on my blankets. Oh, Lila had tried to bark, but I held a finger to my lips and covered my head and laid still as the footsteps and breathing walked past me and into the wall behind me, which led outside. 
As soon as it passed, I jumped up and ran to my father's room and woke him up and told him what had happened. He believed me and said I could share the bed with him if it made me feel better. Um, uh, uh, like, oh, I lost my dad. Oh, why do I always lose my place? <laughs> uh, like I used to do when I was a kid. I took him up on the offer, and my dad, Lila, and I had slept the rest of the night with no disturbances. My father passed away in 2015 due to cancer. Oh, that's sad. I'm yeah, sorry to hear that. Sounds like a hell of a guy. But the many experiences we had together as father and daughter still live on in my heart. Stay awesomely spooky. We will. Thank you Good for story. sharing thank that, Elizabeth. That. And uh, awesome. Thank you to your dad. And all paramedic firefighters have a special place in my heart because what they do is fucking awesome and hard mm -hmm. as hell. And we need it. So that's right. Here's to uh, your dad. Yeah. We have Sarah next. Ghoul day, Jamie and, Mar Jamie and Michael. That's what it was. Ghoul day. <laughs> Whoa. I hope all is well. You asked for funeral stories. Yes. And I have one care of my mother and one from myself. Yes. Two funeral stories. Uh, for uh, the price uh, of one. Uh, uh, uh. My great-great-grandmother died 11 days after the 1966 tornado in Topeka, Kansas. Mm. She said, I feel faint, and just slid down the wall, dead from the shock. The day of the funeral was like any other day in June, bright sunshine and not a cloud in the sky. As soon as the funeral started, it got dark and stormy. When the preacher started in about Jesus or God, there would be a crash of lightning and rolling thunder each and every time. <laughs> See, my great-grandmother was a holy roller in every sense of the word. And, well, what a fitting way for her to acknowledge that she was there listening and maybe having someone make an epic storm during her funeral. My mother swore she could see her sitting in the church watching it all unfold, but it was probably just her imagination. I love that As... Grandma's ghost is keeping nice and dry inside the church going, y'all fucking stupid yeah, out there. Out at the there storm. <laughs> um, As they were leaving the church to go to the cemetery, the storm blew out and it was sunny just as they carried her casket to the hearse. So I guess that's all right. Mom says it was the strangest funeral she's ever been to at this point. Mom always had a bit of a gift. She would always know when something bad happened to my father when he was in Vietnam or if something mm. was about to happen. Shortly after her grandfather died, she ended up dreaming about him asking about her grandmother. She told him she was going to be fine and not to worry about her. She then woke up, standing in the middle of the living room where she had been talking to him. Oh. Nice. Um, I love, though, that you're that your mother's always had a bit of a gift but when she saw her grandmother in the that was probably her imagination the other thing I mean, like, it's like why couldn't that be real too i feel like seeing the grandmother in the uh but the other thing too is being from oklahoma and those those storms can just come in for oh an they're hour so quick and then leave and it's it can be really really creepy um which is probably why i love storms so much i love the creepy factor I, uh, man, anyway. I do. I'm the same way, and it's and it's pretty much the same way here in North Texas because it's it's basically yeah. just an extension of the climate that you get in Oklahoma. But it's uh it's really cool to just see a storm out of a like, sunny day, and then suddenly a storm just blows in like the wrath of God, mm -hmm. and then it's gone. Like okay, he worked it out. Now he's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> the weather today is really really it's, creepy. It's yeah, it's the same thing this morning. I got up. I'm like, whoa, where'd the sun go? All right, cool, yeah, cool. So it was like 75, 76. Um, and the high today is only 78 or 79. So there's a cool front that came in late morning. 
And so it was dark and cloudy and windy, and there was a hu- cool humidity in the air. So it felt like it was about to storm. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked Alexa, I was like, uh, what's the weather? It's like, mostly sunny today. And I was like, I feel like that's bullshit. I feel like maybe you need to look again. <laughs> and then uh, Jack came in from the other room and saw outside, and he immediately was like, Alexa, what's the weather today? <laughs> I was like, sunny, apparently. <laughs> I have the same thing. I, I checked the weather this morning, and it was like, oh, mostly sunny. And I was like, I guess just not this time of day. Not right now. Right yeah. now is just like certain doom. That's the right. weather right yeah. now. It really looks like like the ship from Independence Day is about to come through the clouds and yeah. <laughs> beam yes. down on Dallas. Yeah, very windy. Because I had to yeah. go out to water the flowers. I was like, well, if it's not going to rain, I need to go ahead and water the flowers. But whew, it's, it's creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> um, such as this, uh, <laughs> this area. Uh, my, fun- my funeral story. Well, my friend's mother died and I went up the mountain to be there as moral support after working an overnight shift. It was a small funeral, very nice, but then they had some problems when they got the casket out of the church. Hmm. The hearse's back door was locked. They tried three or four times to open it before someone had to get into the hearse and unlock the door. (laughs) Here we are, just standing around, people crying, and my exhausted brain decided now was the time to speak up. (laughs) Awkward, I said out loud. (laughs) Not in my head like I meant. (laughs) The looks I got were a mixture of at least someone said it and how dare. It broke the silence. That's so great. (laughs) I love it. It broke the silence and the frustration of the door issue. Soon after the door was open and the casket was in the car. I will never, ever live that down. We soon after went to a very Irish wake at a brewery, and I was forgiven for my faux pas after a few drinks. Stay spoopy, y'all. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, someone's oh. gotta, someone has to be the lightning rod at the funeral. Someone has to do the thing True. everyone else is afraid they're going to do. And then yeah. everyone can kind of look and be like, oh, thank you for taking one for the Relax. team. Like, someone's yeah, got to be. saying awkward. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to be the one that laughs. You know, someone's yeah. got to be the one that, you know, Gigs does the t- giggles or something. something like and when you can do that, it takes so much of the burden off of everyone else. And so whatever they say, they secretly admire you. I just want you to That's know true. that. It's true. How oh, dare how I love it. you. <laughs> Four stars. Um, that's holy. God, that was great. Uh, all it. right. Thank you for that. Our next story comes from Sarah the second. Yeah. (laughs) Two Sarahs in a row. Two Sarahs with an H. uh, Second Sarah. Not in order of appearance, in order of of, uh, how we received them. Uh, Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Hey, guys. I have a few funeral stories. Oh, I have few funeral stories. But today, I'm sharing the one that happened most recently, because I know how much you love them. Oh, we do. We do. It's true. My grandma and I were hanging out the other day, and she and I still laugh at what happened. My grandma, uh, my grandpa, excuse me, but I was like, my, your grandma passed away, and you were just hanging out with her? Okay, sorry. This is a great uh, story. <laughs> this is a strong beginning. Uh, sorry. My grandpa passed away in July of 2018, and his death was totally unexpected, and we were actually expecting him to be released from the hospital when my aunt called to let us know what was happening. He'd had a lot of medical issues later in life, and actually lived 20 years or so longer than his doctor thought he would. His passing was a month shy of uh, his and my grandmother's 60th anniversary. Wow. 
Uh, my grandmother was obviously feeling dozens of different emotions because of this and was under an immense amount of stress, getting the service put together, picking up his ashes, and so on. They lived in a different state at the time, and a lot of their church friends wanted to give their final respects and farewells to my grandpa before we buried him closer to family. The morning of my, when, uh, my then, excuse me, the morning of my then fiance, Mom and I, uh, excuse me, the morning of, my then fiance, mom, and I were all trying to help grandma get ready to go to the, thank you, I nailed it. Uh, We're all trying to help grandma get ready to go to the church to set up for the service. She had her checklist of everything that needed to be done, and we were off. The church was only a half mile or so from our house, and we were about to pull into the parking lot when my grandma gasped loudly and smacks my mother's arm. Grandpa! She exclaimed. (laughs) What about him? My mom asked. I left him on the kitchen table! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after 60 years of marriage, just, um, you know, (laughs) certain things you just take for granted. The tension that had been bottled up that whole time was broken, (laughs) and through tears, we busted out laughing. My grandpa (laughs) was always one to enjoy a good joke, and he hated being too serious. I feel like uh, this was his way of teasing my grandma and reminding her not to take things too seriously. Joke's on him, though. (laughs) The man who hated parties and any sort of attention on himself got two funerals. We still teased Grandma about it at the second funeral, too. When sitting up, someone asked, uh, we didn't forget Grandpa, did we? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reading this. Let me know if you'd like more funeral stories. I started typing it out, but I don't remember if I ever sent it or not. You did. Uh, (laughs) You did it. Nailed it. Hope you guys are enjoying this spoopy month and are staying safe. That's so great. Thank you, Sarah. I, yes. So uh, good. Did you ever see the Monty Python like anniversary special they did on HBO like back in the 90s? It was like their 30th or 40th, whatever. It was It was their first reunion. And it was like they basically met, I want to say it was Carnegie Hall and just did like a live Q&A with the audience. And at some point they brought out Graham Chapman's ashes because he had died in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they all adored him. And of course, you know, there's a famous uh, footage of, uh, his funeral where John Cleese gives the eulogy where he's like, fuck this guy. He was trapped. You know, and, it was, <laughs> and it's just hilarious. But yeah. um, in the in the reunion episode, they bring out his ashes or, you know, an urn that's not really his ashes, but they've got his like his they've got this really goofy looking face on it. And <laughs> it's really funny. And at some point they're just talking something really serious. And then I think it's John Cleese kicks it over accidentally. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they make this whole big deal. Like they go and get a dust buster and they're cleaning it up. And oh, it, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And Graham Chapman would have deeply approved because he was like, man, yeah. he just loved bad taste. Yeah, that's oh, great. That's God. Great. Oh, man. You remember wonderful. that used to offend people and here we are now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jenna is next. Happy Jenna. Halloween month, Michael and Jamie. I have a very recent funeral ghost story for you. Ooh. And when I say recent, I mean very recent. Like October 9th of 2020 recent. So Uh-oh. last week. Uh-oh. Yeah, last Friday. My aunt Sherry died this past Monday in the hospital after trying to fight an infection that she had gotten from a knee surgery, and the local hospital didn't catch it until it was too late to help her and sent her to a hospital in Columbus, Ohio, where she died after organ failure set in from the infection. So sorry. Oh, God. That is awful. Jeez. Her funeral... So sad. Uh, Her funeral was this past Friday on the 9th, and all week I had been checking on and looking out for my cousin, my aunt's only daughter. When at the cemetery, we saw a hornet's nest in the big tree not far from where we were burying my aunt. My cousin said her mom wouldn't let the hornets bother us. 
She was quite right. A flew few around, but other than that, they pretty much left us alone. But that's not what makes me strongly believe that. What I did, what uh, what did make me believe that is this: while the minister was talking, giving his ten-minute speech, I looked over the crowd and behind one of my uncles, um, one of my uncles by marriage, uncles, uncles by marriage, nephews. One of my ne- my uncle's nephews, yeah, cousin. <laughs> I have to call my mom, the genealogist, to be like, "What know, does this, this mean?" My uncle, <laughs> nep- my uncle's nephews, yeah. Either there's somebody at the funeral. <laughs> they were related them, in some complicated way. Yeah, behind them was my aunt Sherry standing there for a split second, <gasps> looking oh. happy and healthy over at her daughter, one proud mama. I told my cousin this afterwards, and she said she felt her mama there. My aunt is the reason my cousin and I love horror movies, local legends, ghost stories, etc. So in tribute to her later this month, since Point Pleasant is still having the tours, we are taking my aunt's picture with us and going on the TNT Hayride Tour to find the Mothman in her honor. Happy Halloween month and stay spooky, Jenna. Great. I think that's such a great idea. Good for you. Awesome. I mean, wear your mask, but good for you. Wear your masks, but yeah, my God. And if you find the Mothman... Uh, hello. You better you tell definitely us. Definitely let us know. Uh, God, that's awesome. What a great, what a great way to memorialize someone to I be know, like, we're gonna so go, nice. we're gonna hunt for a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, but that's I love I'm... that two different people who saw the person at the funeral. Yeah, that's really cool. That's uh, really cool. Oh, uh, that's ah, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Hey, it's commercial time. It what? Well, it's kind it's of commercial. commercial time. It's, it's commercial time. Com- commercial. Join our- Join our our Patreon. Be a patron. Be uh, a patron. We support appreciate us. all the support we get. We really um, do. But if you could help us and join our Patreon, uh, you get an extra couple of chats yeah. with us on the Discord. You guys be a member of the Discord. Because we also love to talk to you guys. Yes. And we uh, really appreciate the uh, support so that we can stay away from commercials as long as possible. Right. Other than this one. Yes. So which is just more to... of us. So it's like just added content, yeah. really. Exactly. Patreon.com, Ghoul Intentions. There are several different tiers to choose from. Um, we're going to consolidate those soon. I say out loud so that I will do it. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> our chats are going to be on the 10th of October. 10th of October. Um, 10th of October at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Yes. And that is for every member of the Discord. And for our fat Phantasm tier is on Saturday the 17th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be having those yes. uh, those chats with our Discord what, members. What? Uh, we've also revised the Discord a little bit. So yeah. it's really running smoothly. Our admins are amazing on there. They're so so fucking great, thank you, you to them. Oh my God, you admins are like the lifeblood. Yes. Thank you, admins. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate all of you. Um, and enjoy the rest. Bye. Um, the next submission comes from Heather. Hi, Jamie and Michael. Hello, Heather. I not only love your voice acting work so much, but uh, this is my favorite podcast. Ah, well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> seriously, having an episode to listen to when I get home from retail hell slash work mm. gets me through my shift on most days. Uh, anyway, I thought I would share my funeral story with you guys. Yes. It is a, it is a bad funeral story and a ghost story all in one. Oh, I have so many. Oh, my many. God. Sign I'm, me up. I'm, I'm living for it. Let's fucking Ironically, I'm living for it. Uh, (laughs) 
I was only 18 when my dad died. My mom and I were so overcome with grief that we were easily taken advantage of, and my paternal grandfather swooped in and took the lead on funeral arrangements. He basically ignored everything that my dad would have wanted. He wasn't a religious man, and he also didn't want a huge thing. He would often tell us that when he was, that when he was dead and gone, uh, we could put him in a tin can for all he cared. The funeral... <laughs> my mom always says, just, just throw her in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Mom. <laughs> my dad's the same way. She's just put me in a, it's like just put me in a Folgers can, bury me in the backyard. <laughs> Use me in the garden. I don't care. Uh, the funeral turned into an expensive circus that my mom and I got stuck with the bill for, but that's a whole other can of worms. My grandparents had their pastor speak at the service. He spoke a lot about God and didn't really say much about my dad. Man, I fucking hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. When my grand, when my dad's father died in 03, um, my dad, not a religious guy, and the opposite of a religious guy. I don't think even atheist is a strong enough word. My dad is like, I don't believe, like he used to say like, I want to be like, what this Bible belt bullshit? I want to live in the, I don't believe a goddamn thing you say belt. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he, he straight up told the, the minister at the, at the funeral, which is not someone we knew, it was just somebody, the funeral home had ready hand. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to dock $20 off your bill for every time you mention Christ. <laughs> my dad straight up said that we're like dad he's like what <laughs> what um anyway so uh, uh, uh it was very cookie cutter and impersonal my mom and i were also forced to sit in chairs facing everyone attending the funeral jesus why yeah. is it a fucking revival um that is weird that is I, weird that is weird i You're don't not, you do shouldn't not be approve. on display no not at all it's a yeah. private thing the only thing. person you need to be... on display is in the coffin Yes. So unless they're providing you a coffin to lay in, <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't have to be honest. Or you get, or you get the same services. The same you know, beautician is fixing you up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Let's just, no. That's a funeral privacy. I want to go to. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? <gasps> Where the family gets their own casket and they have similar makeup, so it's oh like, my who's God. the one that actually died? Oh my <laughs> So you send out invitations to the funeral and it's like one of us die, but you won't know till you get you there, bitches. Who. Oh my god. And then it's like drum roll and then everybody kind of starts to sit up. <laughs> so <you> just... <laughs> they all sit up and go, ah! Um anyway. <laughs> sorry. That is just a weird fantasy I just had, and I'm really excited about I love it. I want to do that now. <laughs> um that's fucking hilarious. Or like, or you have several different like versions of yourself. Like, there's your real body, and then you have like four others that like look like you with varying degrees of like attractiveness. And you're like, which right. one are they gonna? Let's see who you pay your respects to, bitches. Right? Um, who fucking knew you? That's right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just whatever can create the most guilt and and general unease out of the people at the funeral. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> it distracts from someone, their grief, you know. And then we'll have someone oh. come in and just be like awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In the end, we had my dad cremated. Well, I'm glad you waited for the end. Um, when it was time to get the ashes, my grandfather picked them up. He was supposed to pick them up and deliver them to my mom, but he kept the ashes for a day or two. Mm. I later found out that he had taken some of the ashes without asking or even letting us know. What a fucking weirdo. Uh, my one adamant request was I did not want an open casket for a viewing. I was very close to my dad and didn't want to see him like that. Of course, my request was ignored. But when it was time to open his casket for viewing, something happened. It was stuck and would not open. It took three men to pry it open and keep the lid or the door 
propped open. Oh, it wow. could possibly be explained away, but I like to think that it was my dad trying to stick it to them for ignoring my request. One thing I to like note that. about, yeah, he's like, fuck you, nope, he's just inside going, nope, bitches, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Um, one thing to note, he's like, this is not a tin can. I am not happy. <laughs> uh, one thing to note about my dad was that he collected watches. Some of his favorite pieces were given to his brothers, and we kept the rest. While chatting after the fiasco of a service, we were talking to his brothers, and one of them mentioned how time on the watch, uh, how the time on the watch he was given was stuck. He was wearing it and showed us it was stuck at 9.36. That was the time that Dad had passed. When Mom and I got home, I checked the watches that we had kept, and sure enough, they were also all stuck at 9.36. That's oh, a good one. Oh, it's good. He was I'm, there. I, I am love that. so sorry you guys had to deal with a relative that yeah. fucking went all out and went against your wishes and was kind of a fucking, well, not kind of, was a total dick about everything. Yeah. But, I know somebody who that happened to, the person tried to take over um, and they wanted their their family member to be cremated because that's what the family member wanted. Yeah. And that person was like, our family doesn't get cremated. We get buried. This is that. Blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out that they also owned a funeral home and oh, expected everybody them. to pay full price for everything. And they were like, yeah, no, we're going to do I had, what our family member wanted and you can go fuck yourself. I had family members, like distant cousins that run, I'm not going to say who, but they, they used to run a fucking evangelical church here in Dallas, as a matter of fact. Super mm. shady bullshit. And they had never fucking, they had not been part of the family for a while, like never showed up, never sent cards, nothing. But the minute someone died in the family, they were swooping down to try to talk to the next of kin about, you know, trying to get money for the will or whatever, or try to do the uh. services. Like, and they, they try, when my grandfather, the same grandfather I mentioned earlier, died in 03, when he died, these people who had not paid, who had not been to visit him in 20 fucking years, at least, uh, swoop down to pay their respects, and then we're like, now about the probate, you know? And it was like, bitch! Oh, like, tried to convince my grandmother to give them money uh, from the will. I was like, fuck, fuck you people. I hope you burn in hell. You will burn in hell, most assuredly. Ugh, um, so I am. Just... It's just, and it's like, have some fucking respect. I mean, like, God, if you need the, if you need the money that badly, you're sick. You're sick. If you need yeah. the, if you need that kind of money that badly, there's something wrong with your mentally. Like you 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 have a disease. It's we'll call it affluenza. Right, um, that's the real affluenza is when mm-hmm. you can't get enough. Yeah, so and it's you like just you don't matter. Steal and say whatever you want, and you and hoard you just, it. When it. That should be mm-hmm. an episode hoard of hoarders, but it's all just mega wealthy. Yeah. Oh, I can't get enough money. I need more. I I'm gonna it. take it from I'm everyone gonna, and anyone. I'm gonna Give lie, me more. cheat, and steal, and kill, and just to get this money so I can spend it on useless shit. Right, or not at all. <sighs> don't yeah. spend it. Don't pay taxes uh, with it. Just hold on to it so you can say you have it. Fucking dragons. Like, They're great. like worthless dragons. But yeah. anyway, I am sorry hoarders. that I am sorry that you 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 and yes. your mom had to deal with that but i am also very pleased that your father got the last fucking word yeah. two snaps had, up in a circle my dad we had a open casket at his funeral um but he his his death was more of a surprise it's not like you know um mm. sometimes it changes how someone's weight or whatever and so we didn't yeah. have to deal with that um mm-hmm. and it, it's weird you it know i wasn't weird. comfortable with it however uh we made the most of it in a style that my dad would have enjoyed. And Jean-Luc and I, my brother and I, um, stuffed his pockets full of Pez dispensers. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars Pez dispensers. Um, 
And I think, yeah, like strong. Darth Vader. <laughs> like Very like strong. Yeah, because we thought he needed them. And and so it was kind of, <laughs> it was, it was, we brought levity to it because there was the official viewing, right? Right. And right, so right. when nobody was there, we would get the giggles and go in and be like hide more Pez <laughs> somewhere. Just, yeah, so. <laughs> it was a good time. Was a good I love time. it. Yeah, That's we, so we had great. a feeling my dad was getting a, as big of a kick out of it as we were. Oh, you so. know he was. You actually know he was. Yeah. Those yeah. are the those are the kind of special moments that make a funeral really special. Is like you know when yeah. you, when the people that really know the person can can memorialize them in a way that only they would appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. So, um, and for the record, Michael and Brandon sent my mother. The most beautiful bouquet. That was the first one she received. And she has was never it the, forgotten it. Was it the first and one she got? It was the very first one that oh, she got. Oh, I didn't know and that. And it was so beautiful. And um, she kept it, like, longer than the other ones. She made sure that that one had water and everything. It meant so much to her. Oh. Um, she still talks about it. And, like, oh. they can do no wrong. <laughs> there was nothing that they could do that would not be I mean, we're amazing. gay. We're gay, man. We know how to pick some fucking flowers. Let me tell you. It's true. You guys, you nailed it. But anyway, um, oh, okay. I didn't know that was the first. I think it made me cry. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it meant so oh. much to her. I mean, to me as well, right? Of course. Um, but yeah. So okay, um, Misty is our last but not least submission. Yes. Um, you asked for a cryptid. <gasps> oh. Here's <mine>. <laughs> first. A little backstory. I grew up in a very small town in Louisiana, and we had a lot of superstitions that, according to my husband, are strange. <laughs> For example, in Sunday school, we learned to make healing dolls. I learned later that the only thing that differentiates a healing doll and a voodoo doll is intention. <laughs> uh, we had a doctor and a clinic. We had a doctor and a clinic. Um, and when they couldn't help, we would go see healers with remedies passed down. I mean, which I love that. That's, that's great. totally legit to me. Now, I like that. Yeah. Now to my loop guru or rougarou story. Growing up, the loop guru <clears throat> was the threat used to keep kids in line. Mm, mm. The legend goes: if you get in trouble, your name would be written on a piece of paper and stuck onto a nail on a tree in the backyard. If you are found guilty, you are taken into the woods to never be seen again. Mm. One evening, I was running around in the old barn that I was <clears throat> forbidden from going into due to structural issues. And Grandpa asked me if I was out there. And like most eight-year-olds, I said, no. He had me write my name <laughs> down and put it on the tree out back. Before bed, I asked him if he thought I lied. He said it was for the loop guru to judge. I told Grandpa if he thought I was guilty, then he either didn't believe the loop gurus existed or he didn't love me and wanted the monster to take me. <laughs> God, this kid's, neg this, the kid's nice. negotiating power is strong. I like your spirit. Um, Grandpa didn't call my bluff and left my name on that tree. That night, I heard noises outside my bedroom window and started to freak out and confessed to going into the barn. <laughs> the next morning... There was blood and claw marks on the tree outside my window. Grandpa told me if I hadn't confessed, it would have taken me. I was freaked out about that night for years, and I didn't want to stay at my grandparents' house again for a long time, I'm sure. About <laughs> Grandma was like, why does that, Why does she want to come stay? I made cookies and everything. Grandpa's like, I don't, I don't know. I have no, no idea. idea. Um, no idea. About 20 years later, after having a kid of my own, I was telling my husband about that night and the loop guru threat. 
My brother started laughing and told me on that night he had a friend come over and they snuck out and grabbed a nail to make the claw marks. His friend <laughs> ended up stabbing himself with the nail and my dad had to come get them and take them to the clinic to get stitches and a tetanus <laughs> shot. <laughs> my husband thinks a lot of the things I grew up with are strange and he doesn't want them shared with the kids he absolutely will not let me use the loop guru threat I know a lot of kids I grew up with aren't passing down the legends and superstitions with next the next generation and so many are being lost which is sad because now if you want to like keep kids in line you just threaten to take their phones away from them which is not nearly right. as interesting like that tell, there's just not a no but if you um, like you can't add if if I take your phone away, the loop guru, loop guru right. is going to come get you. The loop guru uh, is going to come get you and take you away if I take your phone. I know. There's no so, there's no creative element to, to, to the yeah. threats we have now. It's and, like, you know, there's part of me that's like it's terrible to do to a child to get them terrified. But I remember, you know, <laughs> we talked about this before, being told that the <laughs> technically I was told the alley rats were going to get me. And I was like, well, I should probably obey. But it was only, I thought that my mom was saying alley cats, and it didn't sound particularly bad to me. But I knew that I was supposed <laughs> to be afraid of it. I'm going to be like <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Right. I mean, is this bad? Is this bad? So, um, but anyway, it didn't ha have any, like, long-term negative effect. And it seems like a lot of the people I know that were told these stories aren't weren't, like, traumatized by them. It was just something that was known. But I guess enough people are traumatized that they don't want to teach their kids that. But... I don't know. I don't. I think I. I imagine some people. I mean, it depends on how far the the adults take it. But right. it's also like it's fun to like have your kids like believe in stuff like that for a little while because right. then if they can appreciate the good Santa. story. And it it can be very applicable too. Like if you have them believe like, hey, there's there's a wild man out in the woods. Well, that's cool. It'll teach your kids not to go talk to fucking crazy hermits out in the woods that might right. want to you know eat them. Um, yeah. So there's there's a practical side to it as well, but I I do think it, it it is probably best to just try to teach a child as best you can to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing, and not just because they're going to be punished by some supernatural monster. But right. I also think it's fun to let them believe in supernatural monsters. But you could just have it not be associated with like a bad thing they do. It could just be like, hey, so out in them woods, there may be a thing there. It's like you know, just 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 to kind of right. give them a sense of of fantasy and and of um you know of the world being stranger magic. and magic. You, know, you don't you get know? to live in a magical world forever. No, so, you don't. Yeah, You're God, like, decidedly not anymore. Or whatever, but um, well, I like I like. But that does. I guess it doesn't mean it has to be punishment. But I also no. the, I think a difference too is a lot of people that were taught these stories. Now my mom didn't believe the alley rats were going to get me. But, you know, a few <laughs> generations back, these stories, Luguru, people in Louisiana believe that it is real. So if they're not telling their kids as well, a threat to get them to behave, they're telling them as a threat to save their lives. Well, too. and most, so, you know, most it's a it's a historical fact that most uh, werewolf stories that we know of that kind of come down to us from primarily, it, it, honestly, it's usually fr uh, France and Germany of the, the 15th and 16th mm -hmm. centuries where the belief in werewolves really took off for a while. I mean, there had been some variation of, of the, the, you know, the, the werewolf for a long time, but when it was seriously believed and like talked about, and you know, it was, werewolf was just simply a name for what we would call serial killers now. 
like mm. maniac killers that would go and kill people at random in horribly violent ways. And so they were just like, yeah, it's it's someone that like they get this passion that overtakes them. So werewolf was really kind of a metaphor, but a, an apt one because the the thing that was trying the that the the stories were designed to make you afraid of were things you should have been afraid of. But right. calling them werewolves just made more sense because kids had been raised or people have been raised in those sorts of beliefs. Then it's like, hey, see that person over there? Um, so there's a thing we haven't invented the word for yet called serial killer. They just kill for no reason. Make no sense. Cool. Whatever. Uh, you know what? He's a vampire. Yeah. Then right. you'll stay the fuck away. So I think, you know, the, I think it's useful. It's it's a it's a simplified language. It's figurative speech that um, I think is good for the human brain to learn how to use. Right. And it's also practical if it helps you avoid things like killers. That's true. Of course, it's easy for both of us to say this because we do not have our own children. <laughs> I mean, I would take so much pleasure in scaring the shit out of our kids. It's, it's, yeah. come on, that's what Halloween's about. It's true. <laughs> that's true. For fun. Actually, now, I, I would do tell you this. Create Sorry. a magical environment for the girls when they come over. So we have little fairies in the backyard that we feed honey to and decorate for and, and stuff like that. I will say, on the subject of children and their fears, kids get irrational fear, or what seem like irrational fears to adult because adults, because it's been so long since we've dealt with that kind of thing. But um, I think it's very important when a kid comes to you and says, you know, uh, there's a monster in my closet. I think it's very important for you to make sure they feel heard and that you take them seriously and be like, oh mm -hmm. my goodness, well, let's go look, let's go see, let's see if we can defeat this monster together. Because if you take the opposite tack, which a lot of parents do for, for perfectly, you know, uh, Reasonable, good reasons. reasons. Yeah, but that the other tack of trying to convince your child out of what they think they're experiencing makes the child feel more isolated and it can increase their fear and make them want to deal with their fear by pretending it's not there. And that, mm -hmm. when the fear should be there and is real, like, you know, in, in, that's obviously going to hurt them in, certain, in a lot of situations if that becomes their coping mechanism. So I right. think it's very important to like humor the child to a point so yeah. that they feel like you're on their side. And I think it well, strengthens the bond. Well, it gives them a chance bond. to learn how to be brave. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you go in there with them or you say like, okay, well, what does the monster look like? What do we do? All right, well, let's let's see if we can go talk to it or let's see, you know, and it may give the chance, give the kid a chance to feel brave, not just stupid for believing something you think is ridiculous. That's that's yeah. what I think. And that's, and therapy backs me up by God. That's right, damn it. So. All right. Thank All right. you guys. Keep sending in your stories. Uh, more cryptids would be so, good too. Yeah, cryptids, holidays. funeral stories. Hey, if anyone's got um, a cryptid funeral story, I'm all about that too. Get creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Stay sane. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on.